It's Friday. It's January 29th. Da, 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 and it is one on the radio. It's the John DePietro Show. Folks, right here. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Now, we have, this is different, but we have a new Facebook Live uh, page that we're using strictly for live. And all you have to do is find, J, find JDRI Radio meaning me, JDRI Radio, and boom, here I am. we having people that are finding it as well. So, folks, uh, new, just, you know, we're trying a lot of different platforms during this time of, uh, I mean, it's such a crazy time. So, but we are using JDRI Radio, and I'll be doing a special Friday Night Live tonight on JDRI Radio, special Facebook Live Friday Night tonight. On that special new Facebook page that we're strictly using for uh, Facebook Live. Okay, now, uh, otherwise, folks, if you want to get a hold of me or find all my connections to social media, whether it be Facebook or Twitter, please log on at the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. There's no I in DePetro. We're all, it's a team effort here, folks. It is a team effort. This portion of the program on this frigid Friday. Let me just check the temperature. <coughs> Boy, it's really going to feel like winter over the next uh, week or so. Uh, there's a big storm coming in Monday into Tuesday. But right now, real-time temperature, boy, it feels below zero. I have right now 12 degrees. Some parts of the state, it's 10 degrees. But with wind chill, it feels below uh, zero. Tomorrow's high, 23. Sunday's high, 27. This could be maybe the most depressing weekend all year, other than the Super Bowl next year, next week, and our team is not in it. All right, it's 12.08, though, in the Ocean State, and then we're looking at snow coming in Monday, Tuesday. Could be as much as 6 to 12 inches. And then later in the week, though, next week, how about next Friday, 46 degrees with rain. That'll get rid of all the snow. And then Saturday, 43 degrees. I can live in the 40s. Not crazy about life below zero. So def- definitely a, a chilly day outside. So, folks, good afternoon. Here I am. It is Juan. It is John DePietro. As I said, we have a great program in store. This portion of the program is brought to you by Henry Oil. Now, you need to fill up your tank. You want to make sure that you have enough oil to get through. Uh, call Henry Oil today. Reliable, affordable, fuel oil delivery, 401 401- Five two one zero two hundred four zero one five two one zero two hundred for Henry Oil fuel oil diesel gasoline serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. It's Henry Oil. Call them today. Automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Call them four zero one five two one zero two hundred. Make the switch to Henry Oil today and online at henryoil.com. What a tremendous Rhode Island success story. Since 1947, it's Henry Oil, 401-521-0200. Now, uh, we, I am going to touch on those of you, if you watched the briefing or listened to it yesterday, we carried it. And I want to just, um, we have a guest coming on uh, momentarily uh, about a big situation that's happening in Borington on, on uh, Monday night. But I want to just touch on my questions for Dr. Scott yesterday. I'll probably play it at some point. But for those of you that missed it, I was questioning Dr. Scott that they've announced that they are uh, putting the vaccine first and foremost. The vaccine is being given to residents of Central Falls. And keep in mind, is it it's either 60 percent of the residents of Central Falls, one square mile are illegals? Is it? 70%, 70%, somewhere like that, 60 to 70%. But I'm going to play it because Dr. Scott, I asked her that during the course of the summertime, you would see that Central Falls through this entire pandemic has been a lightning rod and has led at times the world and the nation as far as most cases percentage based on population. So during the course of the summer, I would attend the briefings, as many of you know, only radio talk hosts to go. But my point in mentioning that is I used to ask Dr. Scott that why were they treating Block Island that had less than five cases and Jamestown less than five cases? Why were the same restrictions in place for Jamestown, as an example, and Block Island as Central Falls? And I would hear about health equity and about 
diversity and inclusiveness. So we got to treat everybody the same. And you don't want to single anybody out. Because I was saying at one point it was so bad. I don't know why you don't just block in Central Falls one square mile for the next two weeks. Nobody in, nobody out. Boom. Let the virus just quarantine the whole blanking one mile city. (coughs) But I was told no. See, Rhode Island's too small. And we don't want to seem like we're punishing anyone. So therefore, everyone treated the same. Central Falls is treated the same as Block Island that had like no cases. Or it's the same as Jamestown that had no cases uh, in under five. So suddenly now the vaccine comes out. So what are they saying? Oh, we're going to give it to the residents of Central Falls first because they've been heavily impacted. So yesterday, and I will play this before our time is up. I said time out. What about equity? What about inclusiveness? I thought we were treating everyone the same. And Dr. Scott said, oh, what you were saying, John DePietro, was you were saying that those people should be punished because they had a high positivity rate. And I'm not into that. We don't want to punish anyone. And I said, excuse me, but it's irrelevant. And if we come out of this notion of punishing, which I never thought it of that way, it's just the numbers are the numbers. Well, the same could be say that I don't see it, that you're rewarding them with the vaccine. And I was trying to say, in hindsight, wasn't that a mistake? Do you now admit that was wrong? That was wrong to treat Central Falls the same way you would treat Block Island or Jamestown or anywhere else in Rhode Island. Oh, no, no, no. It's about health equity and inclusiveness and diversity and blah, blah, blah. And these words that always pop up that I can't stand. <clears throat> but if we're talking about health equity and we're talking about diversity and, and, and uh, all this other jargon that we get crammed down our throat all the time. Well, if that is the case, why are they getting the vaccine first? Makes no sense at all. All right. Again, I want to appeal to those on Facebook. If you're watching on Facebook Live, please share so others can find out this is the new channel where Juan is, which is JDRI Radio, JDRI Radio, and you can be part of the live feed. Now, coming up on Monday night, uh, there's going to be an interesting discussion in Borington. Now, Borington has been taken over by progressives, and they're <coughs> ridiculous, as a matter of fact. Hey, also, before we do this, just quick plug. Don't forget, it is Friday. Why not stock up with some delicious food for the weekend? Stop it and see Ron and Melissa. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. How about some delicious Trump chocolate donuts, Trump cupcakes? Still have them. Still waiting for them to come back. Uh, Also, cannolis and sandwiches and delicious calzones. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. All right, let me get my uh, guest on because... In Borington, it's going to be interesting. They have a Black Lives Matter flag uh, that has been flying over um, Barrington Town Hall since the summertime. When I was there in September for a protest, they had this Black Lives Matter flag flying there. And they're starting to finally get some pushback on that. Is that you, Paul? All right, folks, joining us right now. Hey, Paul, I apologize. Pronounce your last name for me. Dos Chinos. Dos Okay, folks, is uh, Paul Dos Chinos. And, Paul, what's the uh, veterans organization that you are part of? Yeah, what we are is the Barrington United Veterans Council, and what it is is an umbrella organization that grouped all of the uh, veterans uh, organizations that of people in the town. So, you know, like the uh, Veterans of Foreign War or the American Legion or the yep. DAV, we kind of consolidate, as well as non-affiliated veterans. Uh, they're all welcome to uh, attend and be part of our organization. And our main function is we, you know, we do the annual Memorial Day Parade and uh, Veterans Observ- Veterans Day observances, as well as uh, we also assess um DD-214s on behalf of the assessor's office to help them determine, you know, combat uh, veteran exemptions for the property tax. Um, But we are a kind of like, we're an official organization. However, we're not appointed uh, by the town council. We are because of our unique membership requirements, but we have a liaison with them. 
Now, coming up on Monday night, and this is going to be, I believe, done on Zoom because of COVID, but the Barrington Town Council, one of the topics of discussion is, I know it was put up last summer, I don't remember when, but Paul, tell everyone, um, your organization, and by the way, you have my full support, and rightfully so, along with, from what I understand, I believe the Rhode Island Center for Freedom and Prosperity has also lent support, along with the Rhode Island Coalition for Israel, um, and it has to do with the fact that at some point last summer, uh, the Barrington Town Council, the town manager, decided to put up in the town of Barrington, uh, right below the American flag, is they're now flying the Black Lives Matter flag. And Paul has taken issue with that. It's going to be discussed on Monday night. And Paul, I want to uh, talk with you a little bit, a bit about it and give you a chance to explain to people your reasoning behind it, which I spoke with you and it makes total sense. I support you. I agree with you. More people need to see this. But uh, tell us about what's going to happen on Monday evening. Yeah, so the um, the town council has proposed uh, language for a flag policy, um, which we haven't had one to date. And that's part of the rub that's happened. And that's why since September, uh, between the elections and the, uh, the seating of the new town council, nothing has been done and the flag has essentially been flying underneath the american flag over our veterans memorial at the town hall since uh september early september uh, of 2020 so what we're doing is we're encouraging uh, all supporters you know to, to call in and, and voice their opinion uh and that that we feel it's inappropriate that any political uh or partisan uh unofficial banner be flown in a place of, uh, of such high honor you know and with that being said i want to say up front you know that our organization believes all black lives matter uh we and that those black lives include those that are victims of police brutality as well as gang violence or uh, the loss of black first responders or members of the military or the born or unborn however what we don't support are organizations that support lawlessness excuse looting want to defund law enforcement or engage in violence in order to intimidate silence dissenting opinions or that they advocate for revolution or promote a Marxist ideology. And, and our concern is that that banner and that basically branded logo, although as innocent as it may sound, Black Lives Matter, is affiliated with the national movement, which holds values that really are not appropriate and uh, they're the antithesis of what we believe in in our community. We feel that flying that, continuing to fly that banner, uh, creates a divisive atmosphere. It alienates half the population. And, and what we're trying to do is, is get a policy just to prevent this from happening in the future our policy that we recommend is that no flag is flown regardless uh you know no virtue signaling to any particular group or uh social justice movement of the day because uh we can't accommodate everybody and one one person's flag that represents civil rights or heritage could be another person's example of hate and it's best that we stay out of that this is the government-owned flagpole at our, our place of our place of leadership for our town, our town governance, and it should be only authorized to fly the U.S. flag, the Rhode Island flag, the town flag, and the one flag that is authorized under federal law for federal installations, and that's the MIA POW flag. And that just keeps it simple because yes. uh, you know we don't want uh, to, you know. Uh, you know, who wants to, you know, I mean, you could make an argument and say, well, MAGA, I mean, who's against making America great? Right. But could you imagine flying that banner, uh, you know, on our town hall? That's essentially would be showing that our town is officially endorsing uh, one particular partisan political movement. And that's essentially what they've done uh, indirectly by flying this flag over the last five months, which included flying over a polling place. Uh, while a general election was going on, wow. basically five wow. months of free advertising huh. uh, for the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, and and you know that they they've raised what over the overall all the groups under BLM have raised over ten billion dollars. So I mean we're and they're tied to um, you know ninety three percent of the rioting that occurred were tied to BLM. BLM uh, protests, you know, and it resulted in over 47 deaths, thousands of injuries, and $2 billion worth of damage. And we just, you can't accept the flag without accepting all the baggage that goes with it. And, and you know, we cannot excuse uh, the, we cannot excuse the actions of even if you want to say it's the extremist or fringe elements of these groups, just like we can't for any other group. 
Um, you know, there's no room for, there's good guys on both sides of the issue in this particular case. They are, Paul, they are Black Lives Matter. Couple of things. Number one, first and foremost, they are, they're a political organization. And I take exception with, I was there in, it was September, when they had a rally at Town Hall. And, you know, it's interesting to me now that Lieutenant Governor, now incoming Governor McKee, he actually spoke at it. But first and foremost, and they try to say Black Lives Matter means an education. Black Lives Matter means equality. None of that is true. Black Lives Matter started as someone I watched it develop. I remember the first time it came out there. It has to do with it started because of what was going on in Ferguson, Missouri, and Michael Mm -hmm. Brown. And basically, African-Americans, people were saying, black people were saying that white police officers were using deadly force on young black males and treating them as if their life didn't matter. Thus, they turned it on Black Lives Matter. So it, it is began, It started with police reform. It is rooted in police reform. It is, it's an anti-police organization because just the accusation, by the way, all of the accusations in the Michael Brown case were completely proven false, even by Eric Holder. But being that as it may, first and foremost, they, they, that's what it is. That's why they talk about, you know, defund the police and it's police brutality for people to try to say, oh, no, this means Black Lives Matter in education, in the workplace. That's all false. Now, but I have a question. When they first put this up, because you don't have a mayor, you have a town manager. Who instructed the town manager to put it up? And, and under what guise did they fly the flag? Like, what, what, how did it get up there in the first place? Yeah, I guess it was part of, um, I guess a request was made. This was in conjunction with one of the several uh, Black Lives Matter marches that went from the white church down on our trail, obstructing traffic yep. and yes. ending up at the town hall. Yep. And I think that he, according to the town manager, he took the initiative on his own to ah. say, yes, uh, we'll honor you upon your closure to go ahead and fly this flag. Uh, for you without supposedly without any input from the town council now you know he i would say that that yeah he's taking the heat for that but everyone knows where you know who who signs his check and i don't think he would have took that initiative without feeling he had the full backing of the of the town council and because this event was occurring between council meetings um you know i i you probably, I would have thought he would have reached out to one of you know to several of the council members and say, "Hey, what do you think about this?" Um, and you know, and based on our board uh, at the very next council meeting, they uh, five to zero endorsed keeping it up. So um, he wasn't too far out on his own on the end of this road. And wow. you make a good point, John. Uh, it's fundamental. BLM was was created on a fundamental lie. It was, and, and, and it was. That lie, and yes. if you just look at statistics and you say, okay, well, you know, death by cops, uh, by African-Americans uh, that were killed by cops represent 22%, right, of the population. And they're, and, I mean, but they're only 13% of the population. So that seems like it's, it's out of whack. But when you control the data and you look at it, well, that 53% of uh, murders and non-negligent manslaughter were committed by African-Americans. And you look at violent crimes overall, 37% are completely. Are, and these are FBI statistics. Uh, are 37% of all violent crimes are committed by African Americans. And when you say all crimes in general, 27.4% are committed uh, by African Americans. Then you have to say, well, in reality, um, you know, it's in line with, you know, if the more. All right. I, I don't, uh, let, let, me, let me just let me call a timeout here because right. I don't want to get okay. you're getting us too into the weeds with the numbers. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that you're prepared. <laughs> But none of that, by the way, applies to Barrington. None of it applies no, to Barrington. No, As a matter of fact, none of it even applies to Rhode Island. But let's right. just come back. This past fall, uh, Black Lives Matter Rhode Island, they, as a PAC, issued political endorsements. And as you can, people can imagine, they were the most progressive socialist people that were running. I, my question for the Barrington Town Council for Monday night would be, um, what other organizations... Are you willing to allow let a flag fly that's making political endorsements? And the answer would be none. They're not going to fly the flag of the Rhode Island Republican Party or, you know, the Democrat Party of Rhode Island. Uh, There's so many other flags. If you want to fly a second flag, you could certainly make an argument to, to fly, you know, 
the Tsar David or a flag to show our our alliance with with England, our top ally, or Israel. But it makes no sense. It was put up maybe in the hysteria last summer. But going forward, it that, that flag has to come down. And by the way, anyone that says that the Black Lives Matter flag should not be flying above the Barrington Town Hall, um, right below the American flag, it is, it is ludicrous to say that if you want it taken down, that you are a racist or you're insensitive. I think the larger thing is how uh, maybe they won't admit it, but how do the police feel that basically an anti-police flag is flying above the town council? You haven't had any incidents of people of color having a run in with police. You haven't had any incidents of police shooting or killing someone of color, thank God, in the in the community. This is being driven by politically correct progressives that are basically trying to push their politics onto the, the, the people of the town. Yeah, I, I've lived in the town for over 14 years, and I have never witnessed or experienced any... Because uh, it hasn't happened. Or, hasn't it happened. Just hasn't happened. Yes. The one event that, that <clears throat> started this whole thing uh, is even, you know, it's it's in, happened in the affluent section of town between two neighbors, and there, there's some question whether, you know, neither of them were African-American. So right. it, it, it's... It's gone kind of out of control, and it's brought in outside uh, entities, which are kind of disrupting, you know, our community. And and we're not against we you know we're all favored diversity and inclusion. And I think you know they had that big banner in front of the uh, the, the uh, library that said Barrington is for everybody, and that's more than appropriate. Yes, I think that fine. You know, we encourage them. They can put as many lawn banners out there and displays yep. as they want, just saying those words. But stay away from the BLM branded flag and keep it off the American flagpole, just yep. like any other political group. We don't we don't want any. You know, that, that distracts and takes away from the, you know, the honor that's bestowed upon that memorial. You know what, Paul? There is a flag uh, of unity that says we're all together in this and everyone is treated equal. And, and that's flying and it's the American flag, right? That's okay. what we all come together under. And people are treated equally. But if we really want to go back, this stemmed from... Uh, this past summer, it was Memorial Day weekend in George Floyd, Minneapolis, and the video went viral. And, it, you know, every major city and suddenly everyone's under attack. But here it is now. It's going to be February of 2021. That flag, they can try to shade things any way they want. But the bottom line is Black Lives Matter first and foremost started as an organization claiming police brutality, police using excessive force. It's, it's actually an insult to all police. Uh, I mean, it is. And police officers will tell you that. And they may try to be diplomatic and kind. But if, 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 you, if you remove police from the equation, uh, Black Lives Matter, they, they have no function. That's what it's about. It's not about diversity. It's not about equality. It's not about peace. It's not about education. This is first and foremost an anti-police flag and most importantly, in Rhode Island, <clears throat> they had every right to do it. But when Black Lives Matter Rhode Island was making political endorsements, that makes them a political group. And I repeat, name one other organization who's making political endorsements who'd be allowed to fly their flag over a town hall. The answer is they would never allow it. Right. And other other towns and municipalities have seen the error of their ways. Uh, uh, Warren and Bristol both had a situation earlier where the BLM flag was flying, and and they have uh, they have since changed their policies appropriately. Warren's is the one that's most close to what we want, basically, and that is to only authorize on government property the three flags I mentioned yes. uh, to be flown. And and BLM, I mean, they have an ideology of their own. They, they do. Their own leaders. Their own leaders have admitted that they're trained Marxists. They've, they've come right out in interviews and said that. And uh, until recently, they even used to have on as what they believe in is disrupt disrupting the western prescribed nuclear family structure you know what does that have to do with you know improving lives of, of african americans you know it, it so there's an ideology that's driven under this you know cloak of of you know looking out for black lives and in reality they have a hidden agenda that's not so hidden 
uh, and is driving a whole lot of other political All right. you know, causes. And I, and I want to bring it just closer to home uh, before we let you go. And, folks, again, the, the meeting is this Monday night. I'll give you another, I think, a, a good example, and that is Rhode Island Pro-Life. So they make political endorsements. They're an organization where they endorse people running for office who happen to be pro-life. If, if Barrington wants to be fair, which I'm sure the town council would like to be fair, then what they need to do is then they should allow Rhode Island pro-life, and they have a logo and a symbol, and I think they even have a flag, then that should be allowed to fly as well. If they, because if they're going to allow an organization like Black Lives Matter to fly over town hall, it's a political organization with a message, then they should be open to other groups that have a message that are also political in nature, right? That would only be fair. So if we're talking about democracy, we're talking about democracy. I agree with you. It should be the American flag, the Rhode Island flag, the town flag, possibly. I mean, if you want to keep going with different flags, as you said, uh, prisoners of war, but uh, POWs, but other than that, um, this is this is people trying to inject their politics on the other people of the town. Correct. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, uh, is there a website or any how can people learn more? Uh, Is this going to be online? How could other people that would like to speak out Monday night? Is that just for Barrington residents? Can other people jump on this Zoom, this town council meeting? My understanding, they've had precedents where they've let other speak, people speak from outside of the town uh, during the open forum uh, portion when they're going to discuss this actual uh, policy yep. uh, that's been proposed. So uh, the agenda, has, last I checked, it hasn't been out yet. It'll be on the town, uh, Barrington Town uh, website uh, with the Zoom link on how to get into the uh, council meeting itself. Um, we have a Facebook page uh, under the Barrington United Veterans Council where we put information out the uh, rhode island uh, freedom and prosperity uh, yes. site now has a page dedicated Good. to our efforts with an email you can click on and send an email to the town counselors uh, from that site uh, as well as uh, the uh, ricky site also uh, has updates on our particular situation since we've kind of partnered with them in, in this effort so um there's a lot of a lot of opportunities to get in um and have your voices heard and just you know we this is a this is a first amendment issue this is a politics issue it's uh it's uh you know equal protection under the law um you know which 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 banners get the right to be flown and don't get the right to be flown and we just don't feel that the the town council is the is the proper arbiter of uh determining which first amendment gets to be heard and which ones don't which groups are endorsed and sanctions and which ones are not and that's why we want to keep it simple keep it clean and just don't don't get into the civil rights, uh, you know, legal lawsuits and God no, no quagmire. That's yeah, gonna happen. we've seen that. You know, <clears throat> we've seen that how it paralyzes and and wastes money in litigation while you're trying to defend what shouldn't be defended in the first place. And uh, you know, this oh. is what we're we're hoping to accomplish on Monday. Listen, job well done. Keep up the good work. Thanks. We all support you. You're on the right side of history. And uh, good luck on Monday night. I appreciate it, John. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, folks. There he is. I'll tell you, he is uh, one of the good guys, without question. I uh, admire him a lot. Paul um, Duclasinos. And when you think about it, I'm going to, I'll touch on it a little bit more. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Here I am. I want to say good afternoon to everybody on FB Live. We're trying out a new Facebook Live uh, page. Like many other people, folks, Juan is not immune. I've had my own own, uh, challenges. Uh, with Facebook, uh, the world changed after January 6th. I'll tell you that much. And, um, and I mean, it, it's really outrageous just what has happened as far as what they did with the president and, uh, and with others, right? I'm certainly not without precedent, but and I, I'm, gonna, I'm prepared to write it out. We're going to jump around a little bit. Please, I just ask those that are watching, and again, if you want to be part of the live stream, Find the new page on Facebook. It's JDRI Radio. Now, listen, um, <clears throat> JDRI Radio, where we're going to be doing the live stream. I, I understand this doesn't happen overnight. This is brand new. I want to thank everyone that has joined us. The more people that cheer, the more people will find me. This is, I think it's just a temporary situation, but 
It is what it is, and we're going to um, deal with it like that. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call Coogan today. Now, listen, right now at 1236, maybe you're saying, one, we're freezing. There's something wrong with my heating system. Call R.E. Coogan and Heating today, 401-732-6562. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable, plumbing, heating, and cooling. R.E. Coogan and Heating. If you're having a problem with your heating system on this freezing Friday, call R.E. Coogan and Heating today. Coogan's going to be busy all weekend, 401-732-6562. Listen, bottom line, that Black Lives Matter flag should not, and I would say this to Brother Gary, it should not be flying over Barrington Town Hall. Barrington has been taken over by progressives. Barrington are trying to, the Barrington Town Council, they're trying to push their politics on others. To me, without getting into the weeds on who's been arrested and all that other stuff. To me, it's very simple. They are, Black Lives Matter is a political organization. They made political endorsements back in September and for the November election. It, when you think, I can't think of any other group that would have been allowed. Again, if you want to join the live stream, it's JDRI Radio. JDRI Radio. Just find that on Facebook if you're listening on the radio uh, at or at DePetro.com. But my point is, the, the moment that they became that political, that that flag should have been taken down. I can't think of another group that makes political endorsements would have been allowed to fly. They even have, I'll tell you, but it's it's this climate that we're in, right? And people have to decide, do you want like AOC running things? Do you want AOC running, running everything um, and making vicious accusations against Ted Cruz? Now, before we go to our next guest, we are going to check in with our friend John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. Folks, I do want to mention, and I mentioned it last hour, but I was there yesterday and I started to. But this, this um, still this, this whole uh, business with Rhode Island now, because of the media saying, oh, we're going to allow restaurants to be open for their normal time tonight and tomorrow night. I was there. They had no intention. They had no intention, meaning Rhode Island Commerce. They had no intention of lifting it. They were saying it's going to start Monday. And the media pushed back and said, well, then the the restaurants lose Friday, Saturday. And if you're in the restaurant business, those are your big nights. That's when you make your money. Yeah, you get some crowd on a Wednesday, Thursday, and some crowd during the course of the week. But you really need the big Friday, Saturday night kind of push over the top. And if it had not been for the media pushing back, they weren't going to do that. They were going to say, oh, no, it starts Monday. That's tone deaf. I don't think if um, I don't think that that um, Lieutenant Governor, incoming uh, Governor Dan McKee, I don't think he's going to keep that. I, I don't think he's going to keep the Stephen Pryor head of, of commerce. The fact that they were willing to come out yesterday and address the media and announce that it was going to be lifted on Monday. The fact that they were willing to do that, to me, it just shows that they're tone deaf. If you're going to be head of Rhode Island Commerce, you have to be plugged in with the business people. It also shows that they're not listening because any restaurant person would have told them, why not just lift it right now? And by the way, they should expand capacity indoor and they should allow uh, seating at the bar. The bar areas need to be reopened. You can still space people out. But the fact that they don't even think to do that tells you a lot. They just announced, okay, it'll be Monday. And Stephen Pryor, he got hit pretty hard yesterday. You know, head of Rhode Island Commerce. He makes good money. He was Governor Raimondo's pick. I believe one year from now, he's not there. And I also am not convinced that one year from now that Dr. Scott is there. Governor Amundo uh, got better as the daily press briefings went along. She did. She got better with her delivery. She got better thinking fast on her feet. Um, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, I don't know why she was taking the lead yesterday, but to me, just judging her as far as her public presentation, she she hasn't gotten any better. 
she she is the same now as she was last March when this whole thing started. And I recognize, listen, everybody has different strengths. I'm not convinced it's even a priority for her, by the way. Um, but she has not gotten better in any way. She hasn't. I think those are two positions that could change. I think those are two positions, especially commerce. And this vaccine is a mess. You know, yesterday, Warwick was having a press conference at 1 o'clock announcing, you know, we're going to have the vaccine available. Call up or go online, make a reservation. And they were surprised it was going in 30 minutes. Why are you surprised at that? But I asked Dr. Scott, did you know Warwick was calling a press conference today? And she said no. How is that possible? Folks, we, we're not one of the smaller states. We are the smallest state. Get your blank together. We all know the answer, though. Raimondo's been AWOL. Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, say what you want about the governor. But she ran a tight ship, and she wouldn't have allowed this type of stuff. But she is, I'm sure they can't reach her. She's in with Washington. She's getting ready. She's trying to push her confirmation through. She's on the phone with different people trying to secure that it happens. Rhode Island is no longer her priority. And it hasn't been since mid-December. And as a result of that, the vaccine rollout that we've all been waiting for is turning into a, a cluster blank. I won't even say the word, but it is. It's a, it's a wreck. It's, it's more vaccine is being wasted than used. The head of the Rhode Island Health Department doesn't even know that the second or third largest city, whoever you judge Warwick, is having a press conference to announce they're going to start to make it available. Warwick was surprised. Oh, wow, look at that. In a half hour, all the slots were filled. You're surprised at that? Excuse me. It's You're the one preaching it's life or death. Uh, uh, this is unacceptable. And no one was willing to step forward yesterday and say, all right, it's our fault the way the vaccine's not going well, the vaccine rollout. Now, there's nothing to do other than you have to wait. But other states are doing it more effectively. Um. This business that seniors have to go online, not all seniors are online. This business that we're going to focus on the nursing homes, here's a news bulletin. Not everybody over the age of 75 is living in a blanking nursing home. There are many people over the age of 75 into their late 70s, 80s, 90s, even over 100 that are still living in their own home. What about them? Well, they have to go online. Many of them are not online. You know, I remember when National Grid, we had the big power outage, and they said, well, go online to our website. Hey, idiot. Okay? They, they don't have power. They can't go online, National Greed. Go online. They don't have power, which means their computers don't work. What part of this don't you understand? Somebody's 95 years old. They don't have a computer. Guess what? They're never going to have a computer. Oh, well, we're going to hit the nursing homes. They don't live in a nursing home. Oh, and that whole business of Central Falls. Now, I did find out. You know why Central Falls, all the residents are getting it? Because they feel, well, they've been disproportionately impacted by this. But a lot of the illegals who live in Central Falls also happen to work in the hospitals and the nursing homes. Why don't they just come out and say that? A lot of the janitorial and some of the other people that work in hospitals and nursing homes happen to be illegals and many of them live in cf but they don't say that they talk about health equity and diversity and blah 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 this other foolishness now folks i also want to remind you before we get our next guest it's john DePietro on this friday on am 1380 99.9 fm you can always go online at the website depetro.com I want to say good afternoon to everyone tuning in. We have a nice crowd with our Facebook live stream on our new page. I already saw an email. Someone say, Juan, I'm trying to find you. I told you it's a new page. JD RI Radio. JD, that's me. Hello. RI State Radio. Boom. There we are. How about a thumbs up to everyone that's enjoying the live stream there? Please share that you're watching so other people can say this, Juan. Now, remember, if you're in an accident, someone hit your car, and there's more snow coming next week, remember four words. Ready? Say it together. West Fountain Auto Body. What is it? West 
Fountain Auto Body. Located 400, take a guess what street, West Fountain Street, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex, right off of 95. They will repair your vehicle. I speak with experience. They fixed mine. I have a family member. Something went wrong. We brought it. They fixed it. Looks brand new. This past summer, when Black Lives Matter and Tifa vandalized my car, putting F the police, spray painting it onto my car. What did I do? They kicked in the door. They smashed off the side window. They spray painted blank the police. What did I do other than get outraged by it? I brought it to West Fountain Auto Body, and they repaired it. You'd never know. It looked brand new. 401-272-3340. If you're in an accident or if Antifa ever vandalizes your vehicle, bring it to West Fountain Auto Body. 401-272-3340. Now, folks, also, if you want to read the latest on Antifa, they are on the move. They're looking, uh, they're going for, for the gold uh, coming up in, in, in the spring and in the summer. And we'll have full coverage of it. Let me uh, bring on, though, and that leads us to uh, our next guest. You want to make sure that you are protected. Where is he? Uh, Boom, 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 boom. There you are. All right. Let me get on uh, our friend. I think people know. It's 1247, right? 1247 on this Friday. Um, Who knows what's going to happen with the progressives, folks? Never mind here in Rhode Island. They want to defund the police. They want to. There he is. Folks, joining us right now from Competition Hi, Shooting Supplies is our friend John Francis. Good afternoon, John Francis. Hi, John. How are you? Uh, well, I'm okay. Now, first of all, John Francis, you had a lot of people uh, frightened. Folks, John was a little under the weather around Christmas time. I saw him yesterday. You look good. How do you feel, John Francis? Uh, so, um, I'm, I am a lot, quite a lot, lot better. Good. Uh, I'm still, I still have some of the, you know, I still have some of the after effects of COVID, mostly the fatigue. Okay. Pretty much everything else is going away. It's just I still, I still, still dealing with that. But you know, it gets a little better each day. Good. Now, folks, again, competition shooting supply, 727-1716, 435 Benefit Street, Pawtucket, firearms, ammunition. John Francis, why don't we start off with, if there's someone listening right now and they would like to purchase some firearms and ammunition, what can you tell them on this Friday afternoon? Okay, so um, I did get some more uh, 9-millimeter pistols in. Um, see, right now... I have some Century Arms Canic pistols, and I've got some Israeli uh, Bull uh, Cherokee models. Uh, I've only got a few of each, uh, so there's not a whole lot to go around. Um, I did talk with uh, the uh, Glock Factory sales rep oh. uh, yesterday morning. All right. Um, so they're working as hard as they can to get product out the door, uh, and he told me that um, you know, contrary to any rumors that I may have heard. Um, they never thought they never stopped shipping guns out. In fact, uh, he said, uh, I think he between December and January, they've shipped out over 180,000 guns. Holy cow. Now that's Glock. So John, More John, guns than they've ever made in their history. They just, Glock just can't keep up with the demand. Correct. No, yeah, that yeah. is correct. And John Francis, I'm willing to bet that if you got in 30 Glocks, how long do you think it would take you to sell 30 Glocks? Less than a week. <laughs> Less than a week. In fact, I, as a stocking dealer, I have uh, the maximum they allow me to order is 20 uh, for my renewal. And, yeah. I, and I ordered the maximum. So I asked him what the status of that was. And so he said the, the girls that are dealing with that are just finishing the, the stocking orders from October. Wow. All right. Now. So, I'm the- I'm, I, so I placed my order in December. So. Yeah. I'll probably start seeing some of my orders shipped, I want to say, probably sometime in March. Okay, sometime in March. Now, folks, in the meantime, if you have some firearms that you don't mind parting with, John Francis, the uh, this remains, a, uh, this is a, a great time to either sell it to you or sell it on consignment through competition shooting supplies. That's right. In fact, I had one of your listeners just leave here just about a half hour ago and did just that. Fantastic. Good. Now, what are your hours for today and what are your hours for tomorrow? Uh, today, we're open uh, till uh, 10 to 6 and tomorrow, we're open 9 to 4.30. 
Folks, he is in Second Amendment headquarters. It's competition shooting supplies. John Francis is on his feet. He looks good. He sounds good. John Francis, keep up the good work. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, John. You too. All right, folks, there he is. I'll tell you, I was there yesterday. The guy is fantastic. Stop in and see. I know you have different options, but stop in and see my gun guy, John Francis, at Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street, Pawtucket. You call him at 727-1716. Now, remember, we go until 2 o'clock. Next hour, I will play some of the sound from yesterday. I will play some of the sound from yesterday's press briefing. But I also want to touch on, by the way, I am uh, all in, and I am fascinated by the situation with um, uh, with what's going on with Reddit. How about this? Bubble trouble, Dow below 30,000. This is incredible. Uh, Reddit frenzy pumps up uh, Dogecoin. Dogecoin? Dogecoin? Now worth billions. How about that? But what's going on? Reddit frenzy pumps up. Uh, cryptocurrency started as a joke, but now it's over 800%. I think the stories that are going on. But, folks, do you see what's going on with, you know, be, uh, people are in a rebellion mood. People are in a rebellion mood. And, by the way, again, good afternoon to everybody tuning in on our on the new live stream on Facebook. If you want to join in, it's JDRI Radio. I will be doing a Facebook Live this evening, a Friday night Facebook Live this evening. And uh, maybe we'll even use some of that gift from uh, from Mike Degnan. But the the situation, you know, it's lousy what happened to us in November. And what was really lousy is we weren't even allowed to ask questions. We weren't even allowed to question the process. And as I've stated, when you do that, when you do that, um, people start to fight back. People are only going to take it for so long. January 6th was the beginning, not the end. What happened on January 6th, they can try to punish all those people. And anyone that broke the law, that's fine. But they, 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 they missed out on just why people were so upset and why people want to take actions into their own hands. I also want to mention... What's happening right now in New York, that guy Cuomo, that is a disgrace. And he is trying to spin this whole thing. Uh, But they were hiding the amount of deaths in the nursing homes in New York. And I think that people are going to be calling for him to resign. So instead of him going out with the brother and joking around the two of them, people are fed up. He was speaking a short time ago, great order, just like the father. But this is disgraceful. Let me hear a little bit of uh, Andrew Cuomo. By the way, the same people are dying today. 96% of the people who die are older people with comorbidities. They were hiding the amount of people dying in nursing homes in New York. They did. It's continuing today. There's thousands more. Even with all the testing that we're doing. Uh, if you look at New it's, York... That's a disgrace. That is an absolute disgrace. I don't know who made the decision, how it happened. But he is under fire and under fire for good reason. But I want to just touch on, if you're not following the Robin Hood thing and the whole thing with um, GameStop, it, it really is incredible. And the guy that's been leading the charge is actually based right in Massachusetts. This guy, have you heard it? Roaring Kitty. How about this? He, um, they've been talking about it. It has to do because some of these apps now you can um, trade and you don't have to pay a fee. But how about this? He bet 53000 He bought 53000 worth of GameStop. GameStop stock. And it soared to $48 million. GameStop traded a year ago at $4 a share, closed Thursday at 193 Earlier Thursday, it had reached $480. They are turning it upside down. But here's my point. People are fighting back. People are only going to take it for so long. People are, um, are, are tired of... of 
Here we go. Here's Cuomo doing his uh, impression of, of Hillary. Who cares where they died? They died. Below the national average in number of deaths in nursing homes. But who cares? 33, 28, died in a hospital, died in a nursing home. They died. And I dealt with the loss. That's Hillary with the what difference does it make? That's what that is, folks. That's exactly what that is. Uh, and what's going on in uh, in New York is is disgraceful, New York State. So he's th- this story is beginning. It's not ending. All right. Now, next hour, though, I will talk about uh, I don't want to minimize. It is good news for the restaurants that at least the state is allowing uh, them to be open longer. And, folks, uh, you know, the virus isn't going anywhere. Once again, I want to remind you, you want to stay nice and healthy. Go to the website, to petro.com. And you can link right through to Relax Souls Reflexology with Lisa Wood. Text or call her for an appointment at 401-742-6621. Relax Souls, S-O-L-E-S, Reflexology with Lisa Wood. It's the application of pressure on the feet or hands. It'll alleviate stress. It works from the inside out. Reflexology, deep healing, healing from inside out. It boosts your immune function. Everyone, and by the way, she's not just in the northern part of the state. She can uh, also work both in Cumberland at It's My Health and out of East Greenwich. Relax Souls Reflexology. Try it with Lisa Wood. Call her or text her at 401-742-6621. But you can link right through at my website, which is petro.com. So, folks, it's John DePetro on this Friday. I want to mention, though, it is uh, absolutely disgraceful with with what happened with um with how that AOC is going after Ted Cruz. I'm going to talk about that, and I'm also going to talk about that right now, we still don't know what's going to happen with Governor Raimondo. We still don't know how long she will, in fact, um, still just kind of be Secretary of Commerce in waiting. We don't know when they're going to take the vote on her. All of that is just kind of hanging in the balance and so there's there's nothing that can be done about it. So here's what we're going to do. Right now, it is 12.59 on this Friday. Good afternoon, everyone. This very frigid Friday. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Now, we have another hour to go. Next hour, I will play you some of the sound of the press briefing yesterday where I was trying to get some answers. They need to answer exactly what's going to happen here. Uh, I did ask incoming Governor McKee if he's prepared to take over. He said he is. Some of the new restrictions and the latest on the vaccine that they have really dropped the ball on. So we'll have that and a lot more. Now, you can radio only next hour. And if you go to the website, you can listen at dipetro.com. Just click listen live. So it's John DePetro on this very frigid Friday, final Friday in January, thank God. But another big full hour to go right here. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. And again, you can listen at the website, petro.com. Just click listen live. 1380 WNRI, Woonsocket.